Well, I hope to talk about this morning. I never quite know exactly what's going to come out. But just absorbing, you know, the kind of common themes that are there in retreats and and in this retreat and is in most retreats, uh, the common themes that people find difficulty with, that we all find difficulty with as people, as humans. Um, <laughs> let's uh, make it all inclusive. Uh, I think I might have touched upon this word papancha, the, which is an, uh, a movement, a rush, that arises, a uh, sankara rush that rises, that uh, um, forms forms ourself as an image, you know, not necessarily a visual image, but a, a perceived, I am, uh, I am in this, I am this, and it's generally, I am this dealing with that, I am this dealing with that, or being overwhelmed by that, often the case or having to handle that often the that is something that's i'm struggling with or grappling with it's it's not a happy relationship it's not an easeful relationship the i am is somewhat besieged somewhat separated from what it's dealing with and having to deal with it sometimes wondering how it can deal with it and so a lot of strategizing going on the i am feels somewhat threatened by life and uh, um, sometimes insecure, uh, uh, a lot of measuring itself, is it going to be adequate, uh, can it come up with the goods um, to, to make this thing work, um, does this, any of this sound familiar, or is it just me? <laughs> So it rushes into the conceiving system and it's, it's, it's probably so normal that we don't even see it as, as, as something to take note of. It's, that's, of course, that's what everybody does, isn't it? That's what we're, we're supposed to do, isn't it? Well, hmm, where does it go? Hmm. Yeah. And the, one of the features of a target that says he doesn't do that, doesn't proliferate, doesn't conceive of uh, himself as being this, that, neither this nor that, <laughs> any, um, any permutation does not conceive. When seeing does not conceive of a seer, does not conceive of a scene, does not conceive of a seeing, does not conceive, doesn't do that, that. That, that experience doesn't conceive of this being better than that. Doesn't just does not conceive. And so this is kind of one of the when you reflect upon it, it's one of the awesome qualities of a of a Buddha to target they just operate without conceiving. It says it's in this net of conceiving this, because he has seen the hook, the barb upon which the world is skewered. And having seen so, he's removed the barb. And the barb is the craving, uh, an unconscious movement, craving for 
security, craving to be something, craving to get it right, uh, and all the associations of fear and shame, the one won't. So all this is bound up in that. Craving is not a conscious decision, it's an emotional surge. And the, the surging, the irrational surge of it, is one of its features. It's not a, oh, I think I'd like that. It's a rush of, oh my goodness, I've I really got to get that. Um, and, this, and then in that rush, the tanha rush, rushes, uh, you know, and they say, you say something like craving, this is not just for, by any means, for sense objects. So really, I think, a kind of small part of it, most of it's the craving for to be okay. And sense objects may do that to us, but by and large it's craving to be loved, craving to be not hurt, craving to be understood, craving to be secure, uh, have a reasonable future, you know. And, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a tender nerve for us, it's an active nerve for us. That potential, because we can consider and recognize just how, how fragile this existence can be and how... So yeah, the potency is there. Um, the potency is there for that mechanism to flash, to make oneself, in one's own eyes, one's own mind, uh, competent, acceptable, uh, blameless, uh, happy, cheerful, relaxed. But trying to do all this and be happy, cheerful, and relaxed is a bit of a struggle. <laughs> so effective useful, competent, intelligent, on the ball, punctual, and relaxed. <laughs> they start to think, wait a minute, of all these of all these factors, what's the most important one? <laughs> Just perhaps to feel free from stress <laughs> and prioritize that and roll with it. Uh, it's the con- conceiving, the rush of conceiving oneself. And again, this is something we s- may seem to have no say over. But that's the point of, of meditation or turning consciousness around, entering bodily resonance. There is something, another place to go, which will help to just check that rush, perhaps even give you a handle on that rush, what's really happening, what's really important. Important thing is to stay grounded and learn about that rush. However, reason it seems to just give yourself, you know, five seconds to breathe out and come back into balance and then what seems relevant, important now. A very portable exercise, I think, the five second meditation. The 10 second meditation, something portable. Once you understand this, this process and how, how relentless it is, and I think most of you recognize just how acutely painful and stressful it can be. How this is where the critic, the inner critic <laughs> takes over, the, the endless uh, lack of loving kindness towards oneself, the driven sense, Mm -hmm. the fault finding of oneself the fear that some thing one may have done 
might have been offensive or difficult and anguishing and guilt-ridden over that. The fact that we, you know, we are creatures, we are, we're not machines. So within that, yeah, there's sort of a bit of a wobble and a sag and an occasional bump, but yeah, you know, it's just creatures being the way they are, not... So you know, recognize this is this is the this is the game we're in. We're in sentiency. We do affect each other. So, what's a little bump between friends? You know, (laughs) you can get through, can breathe through that. But the the conceiving always, oh, I'm such a terrible person. You know, so 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 so, and all that kind of builds up around the, these potencies and that rush. So, you know, what I'm looking at and recollecting so often in, in practice is what is kindness, what is goodwill, something we salute and revere so so deeply as an innate necessary quality for our welfare and the welfare of others. And yet, how does that really happen to this one? To have that quality of of uh, well-being and affection and warmth and non-criticism of this one, mm. yeah. where does it begin? So this is a narcissism saying, "What a good girl am I? What a good boy am I?" After this, that, and the other, but a, a sense of oh, this one needs some care and protection, let's handle her or him carefully. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a volatile, sensitive, effective being, let's do some careful, you know, appropriate um, parenting or, or care of that. Mm-hmm. What would be good? What would be good to feed on? What would be good to take in? Having that as a, as a, nece- as a requirement just like you feed every day, then you, you know, why shouldn't you feed your heart every day? And in retreat, you know, if you don't, what's it going to do? If you didn't feed your body every day, what would it do? If you don't feed your heart every day, what, what does it do? Uh, you know, don't say within the span of 24 hours, but, you know, that sense of a requirement to, to food for the heart. If you didn't wash every day, what would it be like? What do you clean off the taint of ill will, hostility, fear, shame, guilt? Do you ever wash that off? If you didn't wash your body every day, what would it be like? You don't wash your mind every day, your heart every day. What's it get like? Encrust it, doesn't it? And then that becomes conceived of as myself. I am this kind of you know, blemished being, because we, we haven't taken the care to acknowledge some of those dissonances and disturbances. And okay, let's just release, just take that away, clean that off, let that pass. Now, this is pragmatic goodwill, and it's not why the kind of one of the ironies is you can't goodwill towards yourself because. Actually, in a way, you can't have goodwill towards yourself. The point is to have goodwill before the self <laughs> arises. By the time the self has arisen, it's already gone a little bit far. Uh, 
So goodwill for being, goodwill for heart, goodwill in terms of the the pangs and the needs and the insecurities that occur in the chitta. This is the chitta's natural self-feeding. So this isn't historical. You know, you can use a historical kind of exercise or an exercise configuring, configuring other people. May she be well, may he be well, and may they look at me with with non-judgment. We can, we can do that. That can be helpful to trigger this. Um, but essentially, who are these other beings anyway? They're images that my mind is bringing up. And that's supportive. Buddha image, Buddha bestows blessings on me. That's, that's a supportive inclination, a supportive tone, isn't it? Rather than the Buddha so much better than me on the shrine, looking down at me, thinking, you pathetic idiot, you still can't meditate. <laughs> <laughs> After all these years, what have you, I've been telling you this for years, or, you, know, you still don't get it. You know, I'm, I'm out of here. But the Buddha bestowing blessings on me, saying, you know, this is, in life is tough, here's, here's a handful. And what does this mudra mean, the dana mudra? You know, the bestowing mudra. And just opening that mudra of bestowing. Well, anyway, dana, barami, quality of generosity is a very primary quality. And it's not, you know, just about giving things to some other, other people. It's just that sense of the opening that occurs. The lovingness and our need, our fundamental chitta need to experience that, that opening and sending out. You know, and it doesn't really matter where right now it's just to get that to open up because it gets so bound in with insecurity and anxiety and and fault finding and measuring and uh, you know all this conceiving stuff the papancha just it doesn't matter who you were how you are doesn't matter right now because there's this put the other stuff aside and that's that's the you know, one of the beauties of, of, of that mudra, one of the Buddha's mudras is the open hand, the dana mudra. Just, you know, can, that, can you get that mudra, you know, that, that quality, and without even finding an object, you know, or finding a quality that you're going to give, just get the mudra, and then in a way when you get the mudra, the energy rises through that and the objects start to line up for who, who, who's hungriest, <laughs> who's at the head of the line, you know. <laughs> and they come, you know, taking food out of your hand like a tame bird or something. That's, that's the mudra, that's the metta mudra, the mudra of the heart. So this is a little more kind of organic, natural, spontaneous, less, less, you know, structured. So by all means, you know, use whatever structure help, but this is the general quality. And looking very, or sensing, turning consciousness around. I was talking about this earlier. So consciousness normally is very much, uh, there's a sight, seeing it, and I'm doing something, I'm liking it, disliking it, changing it remembering it, 
wondering what it is. So the consciousness moves into diversification. Right? And diversification is an aspect of papancha. It's sort of it, it, it rushes into, oh, is this and that and this and that, and it reminds me of this and so forth. It's kind of it's a scattering of phenomena. Hmm? So this morning, like turning the listening around to what, what is listening rather than what is heard, we go to the heard and then what is the listening? Hear the listening, turning consciousness around, back upon itself. Right? Yeah. And what's that, as you do that, what's the quality? Isn't it something like a kind of an opening rather than a holding? There's a sense of presence certainly of a sort of holding, but it's not an object holding. Because we're not focusing on the object, we're focusing on the quality of, of awareness, right? And this is a fundamental chitta quality. Basically, the chitta is awareness. It's normally awareness plus the resonances. And then the resonances, the resonances create the objects. Hmm? It's the resonances that create the objects. The objects don't create a resonance. There aren't any objects until there's a, there's a resonance. And then there's this, oh, yeah. So a, a, a movement, say, of uncertainty arises, and then, oh my goodness, did I, you know, switch off the, the, the lights before I left home or something a week ago? Uh, you know, then the objects arise from that tremble of, in, of un- insecurity. Now, if there's a deep grounding in the, of chitta in its own properties, that shiver doesn't have to happen. Instead, there's a resonance on around. Oh, this is spacious. This is peaceful. This is. There's nobody. There's no self in this. There's this sense of openness, of attunement, of timelessness, of which is quite easeful. Yeah. There isn't the papancha, the, the proliferation into objects and the surge of tanha. Mm. This turning, turning consciousness around. With hearing consciousness, uh, body consciousness. When we come into chitta itself, you know, very quality of turning back the, this opening of heart. What is opening feel like? Mm. You know you know what you've done it many times. Spontaneously, immediately, in times of need, to people you love. You've, you've done that many times. It's not beyond you. <laughs> it's, it's a very normal human quality. Now, can it just turn around to just experience that, that, that mudra, that gesture of opening the heart? And for this, this very first moment of it, there doesn't have to be anything that we open to. Just to experience opening, perhaps feeling it in your body just to give it a little more backing something in your chest, something in your soft tissues, your skin, your face. Yeah. There's soft it's a soft tissue quality. Yeah. 
And then this is one of the supports of, of bodily awareness. When it's root-based in the body, is we can also feel behind that the firmness, the, the support. Uh, when we're sitting or standing, you feel that sense of the upright is right there. And it's, it's a, a steadying. And why I've emphasized the need to establish ground. So the chitta is somewhere to stand and open from. Otherwise it's, you know, it's, it's, it's insecure. And it's wavering. And it, then it gets into, that wavering resonance turns into conceptual doubt. Am I doing this right? What's, why should I, am I getting it okay? Is there something I'm missing out on? And all that. That, that energy turns into conceiving. When we're touching ground, in a way we can begin to lessen and lessen the conceiving even of a body. There's just a quality of, you know, well here I'm going to use words, aren't I? So that's conceiving. But trying to use words that help to uh, point more directly to experience. Uh, Come, maybe we most clearly sense it in the firmness of the body, in the in the earth of the body, but then what's the tonality of that? Restful, a given, uh, an established, a firm, uh, an unmoving that isn't rigid or defensive, just the firmness of the earth. Mm. Is that there? Our first movement towards, you know, establishing goodwill has to be to establish safety. You know, it's okay to be here. I'm, this is welcome here. I am supported here. In those terms, you know, whatever the language you'd like to use for that. And the rest of it is extras. When we, you know, we come in to presence there's there's a given. We touch that and really settle into that. So that that given giving, you know, this is all that open quality, the given, the opening, receiving the given. First quality, sensing the opening to that which is given. So that dana mudra actually the first thing it, it experiences the the quality of having been given presence something that we didn't have to do deserve work for achieve accomplish it's it's a universal given mm, settling into that there's no psychology there's no object definition, there's no subject definition, yet it is subjective, it's, it's immediately, intimately felt. It's subjective but not personal, not historical, not bound up with my actions and uh, conditions and causes. Turning chitta around, turning the mind consciousness back upon itself. If there were no awareness, how would anything ever arise? So this is the ground. Ground in bodily sense, 
and the ground state of citta is, is natural awareness, which is naturally easeful, secure, safe. Say we might find this more easy to experience in bodily terms than through what we what we sense as mind. It can also be just the ground of listening. You know, doesn't matter because really all these consciousnesses are coming from the same place, and they have the same faculty. Awareness runs through through all of them. Receive, learn to receive. Receive without deserving, without having to give anything back, without having won anything. Learn to receive. Till the calculations of one's worth disappear. There's no way in which any calculation of your worth is ever going to add up to a total satisfying state. Any calculation of how useful you are will never come up with a a satisfying answer. Unless you're some sort of complete narcissist. Um, (laughs) Because the act of calculating cannot, cannot encompass the fullness of your being. It's its a separation from fullness. So that cannot encompass the fullness. It's, it's, a, it's a fragment of the fullness. Perhaps a necessary fragment or a necessary outreach for abstract functioning, thinking of, you know, how long it takes to get from here to there. Yeah, that's okay. But that's just purely an abstract function dealing with abstract things. Don't let it deal with an organic living thing like me. <laughs> you know, let it do, if you want to deal with pounds and ounces and stuff like that, yeah, great, miles and temperature, that's fine. But take that thing away when it starts, you know, turning itself onto human beings. It becomes statistics in our own mind. Right? Generally, the end result is could do better but probably won't (laughs) because there you know brains no good health no good getting old you know memories shot you know dysfunctional childhood something like that (laughs) so just turning that around and that so the the quality of of what we call metta or goodwill or just that fullness of heart is is a natural state and you can of course deliberately you know, direct that to particular parts, areas, phenomena, zones, memories, beings. You can, once that's there, you can, of course, use attention on it and point it towards particular areas in your life which have become 
soured or contracted or hurt. Just, just then it's still the opening to receive that. So the hurt we receive that, receiving that's called compassion, which doesn't move away from the hurtness, which almost wants to be with the hurtness because there's a root understanding that as long as we can be with, then naturally the boundaries dissolve, the hurtness is held by the lovingness and the hurtness drains. It's just kind of somatic and chitta medicine. You know, this is the, this is the process. Naturally, what tends to occur in the body and the mind when there's hurt, there's a kind of encapsulation. It gets localized, that tension up in my shoulder. And something is really not trying to push that tension away, deal with it, fix it, change it, push it out. And the rest of the body doesn't want to receive it. Hmm. So we localize that. Actually, the process is of opening to receive the fullness of it. That that's compassion, and we can do this, say, with our physical struggles. You know, you've got a pain in your shoulder. You try to extend up into your forehead, down into your belly, down into your feet. Just widen and widen, as if you want that energy to travel through the entire body field. And then it's less intense, less localized, less victimized, less um, um, ostracized, and the chitta begins to heal. Certainly the, the, the mental, emotional effects, we're no longer so besieged. And at war, we're able to, okay, there is pain. Is this so unusual? Hmm? The jitter begins to become calm, patient, resolute. And in quite a few instances, as th- that resonates into the body, and the body be- begins to oh, relax, and tiny little blockages begin to dissolve, and energy flows through the contracted, difficult air, and it starts to ease up. But not through me jumping on it and, and, and trying to work it out, but actually opening, taking that in. This is the compassion quality. And it's the opening to the resonance of difficulty, of struggle. So when we come, when we do this deep attention on our thought processes, on our narratives, on our stories, on our uh, all that, memories, yeah, what's the underlying theme? Could be want, need, don't want, enjoyed, and so forth. Or it could in fact be, oh, don't like, you know, not, not happy with that, not settled with that. Uh, and then it's getting, just just distilling it. Now then is the time, the occasion of Dhamma, you realize this is karma, Vipaka. If you live another thousand years, you will not get past that in time. You may, in fact, bury it, but you will not resolve that in time. But out of time, now, which is the only time there really is, 
It can be the resolution because the jitta can stop generating negative karma around that. So that turning uh, around the they didn't do enough in one's life, they didn't get enough in one's life, they didn't quite make it in one's life, they directly flunked in one's life, the whatever it is, the turning. There's compassion. You begin to experience more fully how that, uh, you know, that receiving difficulty at this very primary level, you begin to sense the resilience and the capacities of the citta to 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 be with, and there's a sense of mudita. My goodness, you know, you're sitting on something that's got enormous heartfulness, power, integrity, capacity. This was something that got buried. How wonderful to see it coming out. And truly, when the Buddha presents the Four Noble Truths, dukkha, it's because the recognition of as the jitta rises through its dukkha, it doesn't just get rid of suffering, it realizes something magnificent. This isn't just remedial, it's an advancement. To really hold and handle suffering is not about just getting rid of the pain and then I'll be better. No, it's about really opening to something magnificent which is way beyond me and yet it can be experienced. I'm sure at times we can all do, when we need to, when we have to, things that, when we think back on it, we think, goodness, how did I do that? You know, or something of that nature. We have a tremendous resource for this. You know? It's because it's a transpersonal quality, not, not personal. So you can find these, these scenarios where, you know, I could sort of climb down a mountain in a snowstorm carrying somebody on my back. Then I, I try to do my tax returns and I can't get in fuddled and addled and confused. Because <laughs> on one state, you're just kind of more or less had to get bigger than yourself and just open to it with all the precariousness and the who knows this is going to work, we just do it. And the other time you had to rely upon you know, your personal self. And one is a very limited uh, portion, the conceived portion, is very limited in its capacities. And, and when we are truly touched by Dharma, we always recognize that the personal modesty of recognizing this enormous potential that gift that's there for us and it's much bigger than little old me you know and it, the Dhamma supports that better than I do so one who really enters this you know, stream enterer who's really sense that lives in that sense of modesty or and a kind of tremendous ground level security so, you know 
everything else is going to break up and die and change. This is the real. This is the sublime. This is the, you know, this is where you want to be when all the rest of the stuff does what it does. This is where you want to touch into when the rest of your personal stuff does what it does, which is, you know, by and large, it rushes around for a few decades and then crumbles. (laughs) 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 But don't take it personally. happening to me too (laughs) a few few more decades and this won't be around (laughs) so the mudita and then the upeka is a sense of this is the way conditions are they do go up and down they do rise, pass, born pass away however much you struggle with them it remains basically the same the same deal. However much effort you put into it, there's always the good, the bad, and the muddled. The, you know, however much personal finesse you have, skills you have, prowess you have, energy you have, there's always the pleasant, the unpleasant, and the not quite determined yet. It doesn't get any further than that on the condition level. There's always something one feels one might have achieved or did achieve, and there's always the unyet resolved hmm? there's always the missing piece and some, and that missing piece sometimes nags at you and the pieces that have been completed you've perhaps forgotten altogether you don't recognize the gifts that have been that you've received and have passed through you don't recognize your your clarity your wisdom your compassion you recognize your irritation your bad mood, your whatever it is. So this equanimity, just once we don't get so focused and picky around the negative stuff, we can open into the full presentation and really it's always like this. At essence, in basis. And it doesn't mean, these are very basic qualities. When I say basis, I mean these are not these are the, the foundation for the secondary qualities, which means how am I going to steer this thing? How is the steering going to occur? Realizing this fundamental understanding and the fundamental quality of what supports us, what feeds the heart. These Brahma-viharas feed the heart, nourish it, steady it, support it, stop it getting so anxious. Yeah, And then from there, the secondary what, what, bearing this in mind, what is right intention? This is right view, right grounding, right understanding. What is right intention based upon this? What's the right motivation? Where do I come from this? Well, I start to really question perfectionism, question long-term plans, question performance issues, question you know, intimidation, question people are better than me, question I'm better than other people, you know, question all these 
boundaries and barriers and blocks and self-conceivings that arise. Put a big question mark on all of that. Any of it. For your own welfare. You know, just pause around it. See, feel the energy of what's happening there. Yeah. So if you get to the energetics, it cannot tell you a lie. You'll notice you're firming up with something could, you know, is it for the welfare? Is it coming from that full heartedness? Or is it coming from some defending place, some strategizing place, some self and other place? And we must have done this so many times, we should we should know this by now but naturally the thought processes can deceive us or delude us or take us away from it go into the heart yeah and begin to check that Mm. check the thing the sense that if you do this everybody else is going to blame you nobody likes me check the sense of whatever I do I'm blameless no Nobody will blame you. Check that one. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever you do, someone will like, someone will don't like. That's probably more grounded, isn't it? And so, therefore, really, really make sure your own integrity, what you're doing, so that, you know, yeah, okay, maybe I made an error there, but I didn't know that. But you know you've got the ground in your own integrity. So just, you know, check that secondary process that is not going into these very quick, there's a speed to it, there's a jumping into positions of it. Mm. Yeah. Another quality of the targeters is the targeters does not take a stand. <laughs> yeah. And you see how easy it is and how seemingly the rush to, to get a stand, to have an opinion, because then we know where we are and we can strategize from there. And to not have an opinion, just be woolly-minded, vague, drifting, aimless. Well, that would be the case if you didn't have ground. If you've got ground, no, not having an opinion is the, mm, just let's wait if we need an opinion, first of all. And maybe we'll start to just check that area out. How's this? How's that? And maybe the opinion itself will, how's this for you? Seems like this to me. This could work, couldn't it? It's much more negotiated and tentative rather than jumping into a position, any position. You know, the position that I am worse or owe everybody anything. The position that I am better and everybody owes me something. <laughs> or anywhere in, in those, you see, the instinctive rushing. So this is, this, uh, this is the tanha, the rush into being something, having a stand. And we, although it seems to offer us a sense of firmness and security, you know what's going to happen? You're going to start to have an opinion about yourself after a while, if you keep doing that. You're going to take a stand on yourself after a while, pretty quick. And that's not going to be a very nice experience. So you want to check that for your own welfare and for the welfare of others. You start to hold people according to your opinions. That isn't going to be very pleasant either. 
And if you start to hold yourself in terms of an opinion, you know what that feels like. So, you know, what's it like just to release? The target is released from opinion, from conceiving, taking a stand, having position, dogmatic bias. This is very, you know, this is cultivation. You know, I can't really say that, uh, you know, these Brahma Vihara, loving kindness, compassion, they're all, it's all blended together as far as I experience it. You know. In terms of the chitta is where it all comes down to, the embodied mind. But for sure, it's good to have these terms and concepts there and ideas there. As long as we don't start to get into conceiving them, how much kindness do you have? Uh-oh, Whoa. could do a lot better than that. Compassion, no, no, not very much. No, Mudita, what's gladness? What's that? You know, equanimity, gone, off the screen. Yeah. Notice when it when the things jump. You know, was a a forest bhikkhu, forest monks, forest practitioners. You know, one of the things you learn when you go into the forest is when a, you see a tiger, don't run away. If you run away, the tiger will come running after you. Think you'll prey, jump on you. If you see a tiger, don't run away. Stand still, relax, bring up. The heart, bring up the openness, bring up that. Don't run away. If you run away, if you're going to fear, a tiger's going to take your head off. Now, certainly it's all right. You feel that surge of fear rushing up. Okay, here's the fear. Let's just ease into that. Turn fear into alertness. Because there's no way, if you run, there's no, absolutely no way you can escape a tiger. They're faster, bigger, stronger. You cannot. What can you do? You can turn fear into alertness, into precious moment. There may be only one more minute left. Enjoy. Now, we don't see tigers so much anymore, but you've probably got a few roaming around in your, in your head. <laughs> so when the panic rises, here's the panic. Okay, turn the panic into alertness. When the sense of uh, shame and guilt arises, turn that into alertness. Check in with your integrity now. Do you let that thing chase you? However far you run away from it, it's going to run after you and it will proliferate. It will, there will be a whole herd of tigers running after you. <laughs> Where every one of them carrying a notepad <laughs> of all your despicable qualities. 
So when a tiger comes, and they do come, there's a time to just find your ground, be alert, a pomada, be heedful. Sense in your body, where's your right now, where's the only security you have, the only place you really have. Breathe in, breathe out. May I be well. That's all you have. But when a tiger sees that, they generally, oh, no prey here, go somewhere else. So notice these qualities arising. These are the tigers of the world. Mm. Not doing well enough, being late, not being as good as, trying to get things done. Uh, tigers of the world. Mm. Pause for a few moments. <laughs>